Okay, so I'm live from the tent in the field, by the way. Uh, the last episode, number 12, um, was essentially the first episode of the Human Story series. What's percolating around in my head now is this this whole six weeks of lockdown or the 40-odd episodes that I'm going to commit to, a good proportion of that is going to be basically a rough draft of a documentary. So... Nothing too fancy, just still images um, on like a slideshow, basically, for maybe an hour, hour and a half, something like that, with my voicing it. So, basically, a podcast to pictures, but done with fucking, I don't know, I might I'll try and do it as theatrically as I can, if, if that makes sense. That's kind of what's percolating in my mind. And maybe to do it with a, as a collaboration with somebody else. I like the idea of making a documentary on something. I love the idea of documenting this idea I have of, of shooting the pig and butchering it and, you know, what you get out of it and where it comes from and what has to happen to it to turn it into rashers and to sausages and, and whatever else. Because I was actually at a, a friend's before and he had a, a pig on a... Well, a pig on a... I'll get there... A pig on a spit. You know the rotisserie thing? They shove a big giant rod down the butchered pig's mouth and basically out its ass and they put it over a fire and they twist this, you know, for fucking a day or two over low flames and once the middle of it hits a certain temperature the whole thing is good to eat and I couldn't wait to get my hands at the different parts of it. But little did I know... It was all cooked the same way, obviously. It was literally in rotisserie soil, so it was all cooked exactly the same. So the whole thing tasted the same. I thought that the the rashery bit was a certain part of the, I don't know, fucking abdomen or something. And the, I don't know, like, I don't don't even know what was in my head, but I didn't realise that it was all exactly the same meat. But, you know, rashers are hung and dry and smoked and salted and cured. And they do loads of shit to all different parts of the... Of pig to get different meat dishes from it. I'm no fucking chef, lads. But anyway, enough about pig meat. Um, at the end of the last episode, I said that the next episode, being this episode, was going to be about um, the migration throughout history of humans, basically. But I was thinking against that since I think if I expl- if I did. How, if I explain step by step as best I could how humans went from Ethiopia and spread around all the world, that'd be grand. And then I'd be able to tell you that all other animals evolved kind of the same way. I don't think you're going to get that. I think it's much better if I show you how, I don't know, some other animal, maybe a fox or something, how it went from where it started off in Africa and then spread it over the the continents. There's going to have to be enough crossover between the human story and the animal story I picked. But I think if I explain that to you of an animal and how it moves, and then say humans are the fucking same, and here's where all our first ancient civilizations are, you'll be able to see, oh fuck, yeah, okay, I, I kind of get it. Like, But anyway, I'm not going to do that today. I'm going to do that tomorrow or possibly the next day. It's going to be the next... Thing I talk about, but I haven't finished talking about humans specifically. I've already said that we're we're mammals, we're warm-blooded, we're predators, we're omnivores, um, but I never mentioned that we were prey, and that's that's important for forever since 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 right back to Australopithecus. 
it'll come out, it'll get out there somehow. Australopithecus, there we go. He was the most he's the oldest human basically. He's as far back as our species go until the next thing is a chimpanzee or it's a different species okay so as far back as australopithecus and way back further to the dawn of fucking life basically we've been prey it's only very recently that we've become apex predators we didn't evolve we you know technically we evolved to be apex predators with our fucking nuclear bombs and our fucking you know our fucking just an arsenal of weapons everything from the fucking bow and arrow to you know an ICBM. Anyway, it's crucially important that you understand that we were prey, or we have been prey for all of time. For all of time that's relevant, we have been preyed upon. So, to we have innate fear in us of being preyed upon by predators. That's why we're intuitively terrified of, you know, sharp teeth and claws and fangs and snakes, and cats, big cats. Anything with big teeth, big eyes, we're inherently afraid of these things. Spiders. Spiders were no less dangerous back then than they are now. Only, you know, these days we've got hospitals and anti-venom and fucking medicine and shit. And I'm not going to get into it now, but there are incredible psychological consequences of this, because of this phenomenon. You really need to get, to understand that in order to understand psychology generally, I think. You don't need to understand it. I'm sure some of the greatest fucking psychologists that ever lived never fucking the thought ever entered their head. But it's very fucking helpful in understanding human beings to understand that throughout all of their entire genetic history, going back to fucking single-celled organisms at the bottom of the fucking oceans, everything's been preyed upon in one form or another and that's deeply 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 embedded in us it, it, it couldn't be any deeper it's it's a it's a it's part of the essence it's part of of exactly what we are i hope you're not picking up too much of this fucking wind tunnel effect that i can hear here but the, the wind is starting to pick up out in the middle of the field lads some sketch here telling you me and me little tent oh boy off the lead what anyway yeah, just it's in, it's just so important that I get across that concept, if nothing else, that being preyed upon, having things that will come and get us and kill us and eat us, that's ingrained in us. So to to not be aware of that is a big mistake. Um, the other thing that I didn't mention was our adaptability. Okay, that's you'll often hear people say, "Oh, that's the thing that separates us from the animals." Blah blah blah. I hate when people say that because. You hear it said about 50 different things and each time you hear it, you're like, oh yeah, that's the one. There's loads of things, that's the one, okay? And this is just one of them. Um, but part of our adaptability has been our ability to dress for the occasion. We can adapt things around us, plants and whatever, and make clothing to keep us warm. There's great shots of orang. I think it's orangutans. Chimps might do this as well, and indeed gorillas, but I'm pretty sure orangutans do it. They'll grab down a load of a particular type of branch of a tree with a particular type of leaves on it, and will essentially make a little umbrella for itself. Now, it's not too fucking fancy. They just slap a load of fucking these things across their heads, but they sit in out of the rain. Like, it pisses rain all the time. Why would you get wet when you can stay dry? No other animal does it. 
but they do. So from that kind of stage in human development, that's when we started. Like that, like the an animal taking leaves and putting them over his head to keep his head or his body dry, that's essentially the start of clothing. It it that's where clothing came from. Clothing wasn't invented in Mesopotamia in you know six thousand BC. Like clothing that's how it came out of the ground basically. All these things that we consider to be human-made or man-made, they've all evolved, like our fucking sense of smell has evolved and our eyesight has evolved. They've all, it's all came with us through forever. And the more we can understand about who and what we are, what, where we came from and what we, what we have evolved to be and do, the more we can understand that, the more we can see how, the more visible the contrast between that and the actual lives that we have is. So it's our ability to adapt and to dress ourselves that's enabled us to live in the coldest places in the world. Like we can live side by side with polar bears. Put a polar bear in the blistering heat of the Serengeti and see how long it takes to die of heat exhaustion. Like it just, it, it cannot cope with the conditions. Likewise, a lion would be no good to you 200 miles north of the Arctic Circle because it's just going to shiver for an hour and then freeze solid and that'd be it like. You know, they'd, they'd, probably both, they'd probably both last about as well as each other. Not at all very long. But us, on the other hand, we can dress ourselves to, keep, to insulate ourselves. We've learned to turn the skin of an animal into what we call leather. I mean, it comes already insulated with the fur of the, of the animal. Turn it inside out and you've got a, a rugged, warm, dry cloth. And, you know hop, skip and jump a couple of hundred years, a couple of thousand years, a couple of tens of thousands of years, and you've got, you know, Levi's. How far we've come. Anyway, you stick a human north of the Arctic Circle and it'll freeze to death, just as fast as the lion, but not with, you know, snowshoes and insulated leggings and underwear and thermal clothing of, you know, modern stuff or, you know, ancient stuff. Anything, you wrap yourself in enough stuff being mammals, being able to create our own body heat, we, we'd be able to survive. So long as we're insulated to a certain degree, we'd be able to survive. And then in the blistering heat of the Serengeti, we'd sweat like, we'd sweat a lot. I was about to say we sweat like F-U-C-K. And a good, if, if I've heard one thing more than anything, it's about how much I swear. And my thoughts on that up until this, up until yesterday, even actually, were... Fuck it, like I don't care, I, I swear a lot to myself So I'm essentially talking to myself when I make these recordings So I just, I do what I do and I swear and, and that's kind of it But um, I was chatting to a friend of mine last night Just over WhatsApp, he actually texted me out of the blue I hadn't heard from the man in years, shout out to Bernard Smith Hi Bernard um, Bern, act, Bernard actually helped me out with two things But it, First, three things Firstly, he basically just got in touch to say fucking he was enjoying the solos, which meant a fucking lot. Nice one, man. Secondly, he mentioned about the swearing. He said that he was listening to the, in the kitchen with his kids, and he was like, oh, God, I have to turn that off. And when he said it to me, I was like, yeah, well, you know, I swear, so that's not changing. Like, I've said it to everybody else. But since, it's just got me thinking. The type of stuff that I'm starting to talk about now is exactly the type of stuff that I want kids hearing. Kids, kids can't hear this stuff early enough. Now, maybe not some of the fucking darker stuff. Nah, the, the swears keep creeping in. It'll take a while to weed them out. And I'm not going to weed them out entirely. So, you know, kids who hear you swear, why can't they hear me swear? 
occasionally, obviously. Anyway, I digress. And I hope this is, it's get the wind is picking up here. Oh, close my little window, hold on. There we go. Um, apologies. Yeah, so when we're in the Serengeti in the blistering heat, we sweat a lot. We sweat profusely, but that cools us down. That is a function. We tend to view it as a as something we wish we didn't have. Like I'd say, a lot of us have wished that oh, I wish I just didn't sweat at all. Like, but and that's grand today when you're in your fucking Levi's and all the rest of it in your climate controlled fucking living rooms. But when you were starting out, or your species was starting out, or when we were in Africa originally. Or even now, if we're out in the sun for too long, like if we get caught in the desert, we last a hell of a lot longer than um, something that can't take off, can't, can't cool itself, essentially. So let me think. I'm going off on a bit of a tangent here. I won't. I'm not going down that tangent. I'm going back. We can sweat. It's great. I'm going to cut down the cursing because I want kids listening. We're back in the room. And the point remains, we're adaptable. That's, that's the other key thing that I need to get across. As well as the fact that we've always been prey animals, but the fact that we've been so adaptable, we've been able to alter our environment, our physical beings basically, we've been able to cover ourselves so that we can survive literally anywhere. We made footwear so we could walk up the mountains and cross um, cross continents basically, we built boats and rafts, we've been, we were ingenious cunts. But tool building and all that will be maybe in the next episode, but that's enough for today. And I'll chat to you tomorrow.